We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Blue Wire. Welcome back. It's the Big Blue Banter, New York Giants football podcast. I'm Dan Schneier, joined as always well by my co-host Nick Pilato. We've got hours at this point until the Giants open up their season week one at home, Sunday Night Football against the Dallas Cowboys. And so with that in mind, we wanted to do something we haven't done yet this preseason. And the reason we haven't is not because of this, but it is funny to say after nailing it last year, as I predicted nine wins and Nick, I think did as well. It's hard to, it's hard to top that when you get it exactly right. Obviously we didn't get exactly right. I think I said nine and eight and they were nine, seven and one, but Almost exactly right. It's hard to do it again, but we're going to try. So today's podcast is going to be a game-by-game prediction from Nick and I, each of our predictions. Then we're going to give our final thoughts heading into the week one, and those will be thoughts about the Cowboys game and the matchup, but also about the season. And then finally, we're going to wrap up with some fun with some fun things that uh, you might got, you guys might enjoy as well. So without any further ado, Nick, let's dive right into this thing. Let's talk week one. Um, give me your prediction of what's going to happen in week one. I'm not as confident as some on Twitter are, but I think the stars are aligning. If you are the team that we believe they can be with all the additions that they made, we know development and the trajectory of that is not always ascending, but I think the Giants are on the up and up. Primetime television, Sunday night football, you just paid your quarterback, you retained your running back, you brought players back like Darius Slayton. I think the New York Giants are going to win this football game narrowly. That's where I'm at. I think it's going to be a 24 to 21 type of game, maybe a 23 to 20 with some field goals. The team that best protects and rushes the passer usually wins. I don't know if that's going to be the case here. I think the Giants are going to find a way to win this football game. I think Micah Parsons is going to get after Daniel Jones, but I think Mike Kafka, Brian Dable, the game plan that they have and these pieces that they added like Darren Waller and Jalen Hyatt are going to do enough offensively while Wink Martindale does enough defensively to combat Mike McCarthy and Dan Quinn, who I have a lot of respect for. So I have the Giants narrowly winning this game. I like it. And you know what, Nick? I didn't have the same kind of confidence as I had last season. I predicted nine and eight, but I think it started maybe with a loss to Tennessee, if I remember uh, my game game predictions. But I am also predicting a win for the Giants in week one. And I think, look, there's a lot of reasons for this to be a, a game that can go either way in my mind. And... My prediction is going to be 23 to 20 or no, you had 23 to 20. So I don't want the exact same. I'll go 24, 21, pretty similar. Um, here's what I'm thinking about this game, Nick. I think this game will be decided 
by which team takes care of the football better. And right now, I think that the Giants are going to be the team in this game at home that takes care of the football better. I think the Giants will score a minimum of 10, but possibly up to 14 of their points in this game off of turnovers. And that doesn't mean I think they're going to get a pick six. I think they're going to have multiple interceptions of Dak Prescott or multiple turnovers on Prescott. That could be a forced fumble and a pick or two picks. That's my biggest prediction for this game. I think both of them will be returned into scoring position where then Mike Kafka and Daniel Jones can take over in the red zone, cash in on the short field for seven uh, for 10 points or potentially 14 points. And that will be the deciding factor. I think ultimately this is not going to be the game that we're going to look at and be like, Oh my God, the giants offense has completely broken out. And I hope I'm wrong about that. The fact of the matter is it's a tough matchup. Micah Parsons, Demarcus Lawrence, and the rest of what they have on that defensive line. It's not easy. And they have talent in the secondary. They have talent in the second level, and they have a great coordinator. I don't think this is going to be the most fun game for us on offense, but I also don't think it's going to be the most fun game for the Dallas Cowboys on their offense. I don't trust Mike McCarthy. I think they're going downhill, going from Kellen Moore to Mike McCarthy. I think Kellen Moore schemed up really well against the Giants last year from a schematic standpoint and a game planning standpoint. I don't expect the same to happen with Mike McCarthy and Brian Schottenheimer, and that's going to be a big advantage. You combine that with Dak Press Scott's recent turnover prone, you know, kind of feel that he's kind of had. And I just think the deciding factor will be those turnovers from Dak Prescott that really changed this game. And I think we could look back at this end and you could hear those Cowboys fans, Nick, in our DMs or on this YouTube page saying, we dominated that game. Look at the yards. Look at this. Look at that. But in the end, turnovers often decide these close games. And I think the Giants will win the turnover battle and win this game by a narrow margin. So we both got the Giants going 1-0 to start this thing, Nick. And do you want to throw up the schedule here as we talk through this? Uh, yeah, no. let's do that. Let's have some fun here and go through the 2023 sure. New York Giants. So we get to week two, away game in Arizona, Nick. As of now, it looks like Josh Dobbs might be starting that game, the quarterback they just traded for. I feel like that's uncertain, though, because Clayton Toon is behind him and currently the backup, but how... You know, how long is that leash for for Josh Dobbs? Like a guy who really doesn't factor in at all to their future. And maybe they hope Clayton Toon might as a long-term backup, or maybe they hit gold like the Redskins are hoping they hit with Sam Howell, which I still remain skeptical on, but we'll see. I've said a good preseason. We'll see if it carries over. But regardless, it's not going to be Kyler Murray. He's on the pup list. He cannot play in this game. So, Nick, I think this is a statement game. I think this one ends up very similar to how the Giants game against the Colts ended up last year. And I think the Giants will win this game with a breakout offensive day, a lot of good opportunities on defense. And I think they win this game 38 to nine. So we're doing score predictions week yes. out, weeks out from the game. Weeks okay. Out. All right. Yeah. You know, yeah. no, no. <laughs> if you want to throw a score prediction in there, like if it's a blowout, throw it in there, but, but let's not do that. Cause that's going to be really hard to do. Yeah, I, I think the Giants are going to win this game. I think you have to win this game. I'll more than likely be in attendance at this game. If you're going to this game, please hit me up, slide into my DMs, because I would love to meet up and grab a beer with you. So out here in the Valley, Glendale, New York Giants should take care of business, and they should win in a very impressive fashion. Nice. We're going to get your – do me a favor, Nick. We're going to get your in-stadium uh, takeaways on the – reaction pod to that, which I also yeah. think have a lot of value from the games I went to last year. Try to find yourself in the third tier. So you get that all 22 view. Don't get like super close seats. Of course. Okay, good. All right, let's move on to the next one. A road game on Thursday night football in prime time against the San Francisco 
49ers. I do hate the fact that the Giants have a short week against a, yeah. an opponent they should beat. I, that's something I always pay attention to in terms of fantasy and betting and things like that. It's always an upset spot. You know what? <sighs> 38 to 9 feels a little less comfortable knowing that, but no. <laughs> I think they're going to blow out the uh, Cardinals in that game statement game. But as far as the 49ers game go, at this point, they're 2-0 and on both of our schedules. In San Francisco, Brock Purdy likely starting this game. We don't know for sure, um, but I think they'll give him a pretty long leash. Short week on the road. What are your thoughts? I have the Giants losing this game. The San Francisco 49ers. They're in a spot right now, Dan, where we're not talking about the fact that they lost D'Amico Ryans to be the head coach of the yeah. Houston Texans. I think that's something there. But Kyle Shanahan has a very precise system. I think he's one of the best top five coaches in the NFL from a scheme standpoint and just from a personnel standpoint. And I'm saying that acknowledging the fact that he traded up to get Trey Lance and still failed, but he also traded and got guys like Christian McCaffrey and they're doing a really good job just implementing their system and their rushing attack is so damn freaking good and diversified. So I have the Giants losing this game on a short week against a 49er team that I feel like is top two in the NFC. Yeah, I think it's going to be a tough one. They just re-signed Nick Bosa a few hours before this podcast, so he's locked in. He'll be there for week one, which wasn't a guarantee until this point. The defensive front's amazing. Fred Warner's amazing. They have the best, in my opinion, second level in the NFL. They did lose a piece of their secondary who followed D'Amico Ryans over there. And I think they're a little bit vulnerable in that regard, and I am curious to see if they take a step back just not having him calling the defense. But I also feel like on the flip side of the ball, this is going to be one of those run games that even though the Giants have improved a lot this offseason to stop the run, it's they're going to struggle with because Kyle Shannon's so multiple. They block up the scheme up so well, and there's just so many weapons to account for. I think there's going to be mismatches, mismatches, I should say. This could be the game where we really see issues with the Giants' corners defending these kind of like, you know, the routes that they love to run, those deep crossers, those intermediate crossers off the play action, hit your back foot throw. So I am going with the 49ers and the Giants will be two and one. But that leads to in a, a game that I've already circ circled before this podcast, Nick, as one of the most important pivotal games on the Giants schedule against a team that is projected to be competing with them for the wild card. And again, don't take this the wrong way, fans, but we are not the Homer podcast that just say the Giants are going 17 and 0. The reality of the situation is both Nick and I think the Eagles are going to win this division. It's just the simple reality of the situation. The Eagles are a stacked roster, insane, deep, talented, dominant on the trenches on both sides of the ball. They just got to the Super Bowl. Let's take a deep breath and understand how hard that is for the Giants to overcome. So what they will have to do, in my mind, playing in a division with arguably the best team in football or the second or third best team in football, the Eagles, is make a wild card spot. One of those teams are going to have to beat out is the Seahawks. And that's who they play in week four at home on Monday Night Football. Ultimately, the winner of this game could make the playoffs of a tiebreaker because if they're battling for that last spot and the Giants have this win over the Seahawks, they win because of the tiebreaker. This is a game I will be in attendance in too. The only game I'm going to get to go to. So again, like Nick said, if anyone wants to meet up before the game, let me know. Shout out. Uh, I'll be in the parking lot tailgating for that one. It's a Monday night game. I'm really excited for that one. Going with my brother. Um, so Nick, this is an interesting one. I'll let you start here after that preamble. What's your thoughts on this game? The Seattle Seahawks are a really good, well-coached football team. Jackson Smith and Jigba will likely be healthy by that point. I'm not a doctor. I don't really base that off anything other than what people in the fantasy community are suggesting. The Giants win this football game on Monday Night Football. They come out and again establish themselves just a few short weeks later that they are here. And the fact that they lost on Thursday Night Football in the previous week 
isn't necessarily a reflection on who the New York Giants are. And I don't think they get embarrassed against the San Francisco 49ers like they used to just a few short years ago. So I think the Giants win with an extended rest against the Seahawks. I wish the Seahawks played a more difficult opponent, though, in week three. They play the Carolina Panthers. It's going to be a nice toss-up game for them to, to go into the Giants. But I do agree with you. So far, we've predicted every game the same. Uh, we'll see if we veer off at any point, but I am going with a win here for the Giants at home. I think the extra rest will help, especially being at home. I think, generally speaking, the Giants outplayed the Seahawks last year in Seattle and just obviously had those Richie James fumbles that really haunted them. I think Seattle is going to come out with a very similar attack on the offensive side of the ball from a schematic standpoint. That means a lot of zone rushing attempts, which the Giants are going to eat up. You can't run zone against this defensive front. It's just not going to work. Dexter Lawrence and Leonard Williams in the middle of that defense. And now Ashawn Robinson too, especially schematically with how the giants do it with those five man fronts, with the wide nines on the edges and those three guys in the middle, just, you're not going to run zone on this team. So I think that's going to make them one dimensional. Gino still, I think he put together some unbelievable tape last year that very few people talk about how good he was on film, but with a more one dimensional game plan, it's going to be tougher. So I'm going with the giants there three and one, which leads us to another road game here in week five, Nick. At three and one on both of our uh, schedules, the Miami Dolphins, who before the two injury last year were really honestly one of the best teams in the NFL. They didn't lose that many games without Tua last year. But even if you look at the numbers, just splits to, with Tua without Tua, and you get early season Dolphins, which means less likely that Tua is injured. What are your thoughts on this game? I have the Giants losing this game. I think the speed of Miami is going to be a lot for the Giants to to handle. I think Miami's defense is is in for an upgrade. They added one of the best defensive minds of our era. So many, so many um, defensive coordinators are modeling their approach off of what Vic Fangio has done for about two decades now. They're going to see a lot of quarters type of coverage, a lot of the middle of the field open. I'm sure Kafka and Dable will do their best to take advantage of the match principle defense. I still think that the Dolphins down in the hot sun of Florida end up winning this football game against the Giants. But again, I don't think it's an embarrassment that the Giants are losing against a really well-coached, well-run football team. It's a good take, Nick, but we have found our first disagreement. So I have the Giants winning this game and getting to four and one. But here's why I think they're going to win this game. I think this is going to be, I talked about like a nice early statement against the Cardinals, right? You blow them out. But they did that against the Colts last year and not too much was changed in perception. I think this is the game where the perception of what the Giants can be in 2023 really changes among the national media because I have the Giants winning this game, Nick, but I have them winning it in a shootout. And they haven't been in a shootout in a long time. The Vikings game last year, Probably actually does qualify as a shootout, but that was the only shootout they were in last year. And I think this one's going to be an even higher scoring affair. I think that, yes, the Giants will really struggle on the defensive side of the ball to deal with that kind of speed the Dolphins have. But although he is one of the greatest minds of our generation, those Vic Fangio principal defenses that we talk about, Nick, and albeit they were run by much worse coordinators and you know not in the same regard, but... The benefit of having them early in the season is I don't think Jalen Ramsey is going to play this game. So they're without Jalen Ramsey, too. And he probably won't be back for this game. And I think that this style of defense, this Fangio-style defense, even with Fangio running it, benefits the Giants. And I think this is the game where Jalen Hyatt breaks out and goes off. This is the game where Darren Waller goes nuts. This is a game where Daniel Jones goes absolutely nuts and has those bonker stats and wins NFC FedEx player of the week. And I have the giants winning this one in a shootout 38 to 35, a statement game gets them to four and one gets a lot of excitement going heading into the next week, which is a back-to-back road uh, road game. And this one on Sunday night football 
against the Bills. Where do you have that one? Where do you, where are you at on that one? Oh, man, you're making me look like ass right here. I have the Giants losing this game and actually losing back-to-back games on the road in very hostile environments. I think the Bills are beatable, though. I mean, I think you look at the schedule, and I go through here. I think every team is beatable. I think the Giants have positioned their roster, and they have the coaching staff to never be a, oh, that's an automatic win on the schedule. You feel that way with the Eagles games, too? I think I, I, I feel that way. That doesn't mean it's going to happen. Right. Like I actually have, I have the Giants losing both games to the Eagles, but I feel like they're at least in the conference. Trying to sell a podcast here. (laughs) But they're at least in the conversation to to win those games. I think they're going to be in those games. I hope at least. I mean, the upgrades that they made, I think you have to be. And last year, if you watched any of those Eagles games, except for week 18, when the Giants rested everybody, it was a joke what the Eagles were calling on offense. They just exploited the linebackers in each of those matchups. They didn't even have to throw deep, even though they had a couple explosive plays, one of them being Julian Love absolutely misjudging that fourth and seven pass to Devonta Smith. I digress. The Bills, I think it's going to be a really close game. I think the Bills are just going to edge the Giants out a little bit, but I do think it's a very winnable football game, and I'm not too confident in that defense of the Buffalo Bills without Leslie Frazier there. I mean, they have a little bit to prove. I think Micah Hyde is also starting, or it might be Jordan Poyer. One of those two are also starting the season injured. You have Von Miller, who is, I believe, coming back from the injury. I think he's fully ready to go, but by that point, October 15th, we're not 100% sure what the rosters are going to look like, but I do have a loss, unfortunately. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, Big Blue Banter listeners? I'm excited for the football season for several reasons. And one of those reasons is Prize Picks, which is North America's largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform. And it's so simple to use. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including professionals, sharks, and people who are going to exploit you, you pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections, and you just watch the winnings roll in. It's very simple to play and gives you a little extra skin. 
I've set my picks in less than 60 seconds. There are so many stats to choose from, and the withdrawals of funds are easy and quick. Dan and I will be adding a segment to our show before every game where we pick our favorite stats, more or less yards or touchdowns, what have you, and we'll be discussing why from a scheme, matchup, and game theory perspective. I love their promotions and how easy their interface is to operate at prize picks. I may select more on tackles for a loss from Bobby Okereke or Kayvon Thibodeau next game. They also do other sports as well. It's a really cool experience. Please join Dan and I in the fun of prize picks. Go to prizepicks.com slash banter and use code banter for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, go to prizepicks.com slash banter and use code banter for a first deposit match up to $100. You will not regret it. This is Dan Schneier, the Big Blue Banter Podcast. In case you didn't know, the show you're listening to right now is part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Blue Wire was founded in 2018 on the concept that independent podcasts would be more successful if they worked together. And now Blue Wire currently has 300 shows with athletes, celebrities, passionate fans like myself. I found Blue Wire right around the time when I started the Big Blue Banter podcast. When I started Big Blue Banter in 2018, I had an idea for a show, a name for a show, and then I had to figure out how to monetize that show and grow that show. That's when I found Blue Wire. Kevin Jones put everything on the line for this company and then found us and this show a way to monetize the content with strategy sessions, provided us new segments, connect us with podcasters, and even gave us an opportunity to record in the Win Vegas studio. Blue Wire has now raised over $10 million privately to grow and operate the business, and they're raising another round right now on WeFunder to expand the sales team and improve the operations. WeFunder is a crowdfunding service that connects startups with investors. It gives everyone an opportunity to be a part of the growing startup. This is not a donation. You're investing to own a piece of BlueWire. If you would like to be a part of the BlueWire investment round, or you want to find out more information, go to WeFunder.com slash BlueWire. And remember, supporting BlueWire is another way to support our show and this podcast. Nick, you ever been in the spot where you just felt like, I've got a few hours to go. I'm going to this game. I'm buying tickets. I don't have the tickets yet. You're stressing. The anxiety is at an all-time high. You're trying to figure out what the heck you can do to get to this game. That happened to me a few years ago when the Wisconsin Badgers made the Sweet 16 game in the Madison Square Garden. My dad, diehard Badgers fan, the reason I went to Wisconsin, the reason I am a Badgers fan, I needed to get him tickets for that game. It was his birthday. So I'm stressing. I don't know what to do. And then, boom, I figure it out. I use the GameTime app. The GameTime app is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and anything near you. They got killer deals, last-minute tickets. You click open the app, and you're shocked to see that you can actually go to these games, having a good time, and not actually have to pay so much money that it breaks your bank account. Stanley Cup Final Week 1 this past season. I used the GameTime app last second. It was actually past the time of puck drop. Went on the app. I was in Vegas. Saw the Vegas Golden Knights defeat the Florida Panthers. And I also used the GameTime app to buy my entire family when they came out here to Phoenix to visit me to see Tom Segura's special, which is actually the same special Netflix used for their videotapings. And I love it because you can find so much on the app. Like you get an actual image of the seat view. Not like you're buying a seat with an obstructed view. It's an actual image. You know what you're getting. 
lowest prices that I've seen by far, and that's their guarantee. You get an event cancellation protection, job loss protection. They go all out here to make sure that this is a great experience for the user. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code BANTER. That's B-A-N-T-E-R for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem the code BANTER. B-A-N-T-E-R for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. I'm also having a loss. So, so they dropped the three and three in euros. They're going to drop the four and two for me here. They are going to lose in my in my prediction to the Bills. Night game on the road against a team that I think is a little further ahead of them in their development. I think Giants are going to have a lot of issues defending Josh Allen. I'm going to start by saying that. The UCL injury kind of left people with a different taste in their mouth as far as what Josh Allen could be. But he's fully healthy now. And that really impacted him as from a throwing standpoint last year. It's borne out in the stats. He's also going to have a healthy Gabe Davis who played from week four on with a major injury that sapped his speed. Assuming these guys are healthy, Dalton Kincaid. I don't know what the giants are going to do to try to defend Dalton Kincaid. And it ha- if it has to be Xavier McKinney, that's going to be a negative net negative for the rest of that defense. So I think ultimately the giants will score some points in this game, but not be able to keep up from a scoring standpoint with the Bills. So I have them dropping a four and two, and that takes us to their next game. So four and two for me, three and three for you. At home against the Washington football team. Where are your thoughts on this game? Give me the Washington football team, the commanders, and it's going to be a loss for the commanders, not the New York Giants. The Giants are going to beat the commanders at home. And in my on my record book, they raise themselves to four and three. So they're going to get to five and two for me. They're going to win this game. I I want to say that they can blow out or not blow out handily beat the Washington football team. But then I take it back and I think about the two games they played him last year, Nick, the fact that it's a vision rivalry, the fact that, you know, Jack Del Rio is coming back, which I don't love him as a DC, but I don't also on the flip side of that is he's seen so much of Jones on tape that he really has an idea of what he wants to do to take him away. So I'm not going to predict a blowout here. I think this is going to be another grindy game against the Washington football team, but I just have so much confidence in what Wink Martindale can do to derail Sam Howell as a quarterback that I feel very confident they're going to win this game. I think it's going to be a really bad game for Howell here, and the Giants will win this game kind of ugly, like 20-9, to 20. They score three field goals. The Giants eke out a couple field goals, one touchdown type of thing, or maybe a couple touchdowns and two field goals. So somewhat of an easy win, but not great looking offensively. But I still think they win this game. So they're at four and three for you now, five and two for me, heading into one of the biggest games of the year, without a doubt. I'm surprised they put this one at one o'clock, Nick. Same. Um, back to back one o'clock games. This is considered a home game. Giants get pretty screwed by this, in my opinion, because it's not really a home game. But it's the Jets. It's the Jets week. So they're four and three coming into it for you, five and two for me. Where do you have them after this Jets game? Yeah, I unfortunately, again, have the Giants going back to 500 and losing this game against the Jets. Now, my one thing that I looked at, and I'm like, Nick, be more optimistic. Wink Martindale just last year beat Aaron Rodgers when he was a member of the Green Bay Packers. I look at the Jets roster. Not particularly a fan of the New York Jets. They got some boys over there, bro. They got some studs on both sides of the football. I think Garrett Wilson is... A top five wide, he could be a top five wide receiver that we just haven't even realized yet. He was catching passes from Mike White and Zach Wilson last year. He has Aaron Rodgers throwing him the football right now. Corey Davis retired, and we're just not even really even discussing 
at the fact that that happened. Corey Davis wasn't a bad wide receiver. They have Alan Lazard. They have Brees Hall, who's coming off of an injury. They also got Dalvin Cook. Their offensive line, I'm not too sold on, but then you flip it to the defensive side of the football, and I'm like, this could be the best defensive roster in the league. They have that type of upside with Robert Sala, who's arguably a top three defensive coach in the league. So I have the Giants losing this game, but again, I think it's winnable, and I can see a path for the Giants winning it. I just don't have it statted out that way. For sure. I am going to go with the loss as well here, Nick. Some of the biggest, and it sucks to say, Nick, because obviously we have you know, some fans who hate the Jets. My brother's one of them. He really doesn't want to see success come to this franchise. And I get it. I don't never really cared as much about the Jets as I do the Eagles, the Redskins, and the Cowboys. It's just my thing. I care about the division teams. But I should say that with a qualifier. If the Jets ever become like an elite football team, like if they had a Mahomes, I'd probably grow to hate them because it would get annoying. Uh, and I'm sure that's how they felt when the Giants won in 2007 and 2011. But unfortunately, I have to admit, I think this is going to work out, this Aaron Rodgers thing, because I just don't think he needs to do that much. Yes, you mentioned Wink Martindale did a good job against Rodgers last year in London. The issue being, that was before Christian Watson's breakout. Christian Watson wasn't doing that well at that point. I think he'll be more than acclimated at this point with Garrett Wilson, and Garrett Wilson is going to be a much diff more difficult cover. I remember him trying to really dial up stuff to Romeo Dobbs in that game, and just Garrett Wilson versus Romeo Dobbs is just not comparable. It also sucks that Brees Hall will be more, you know, in a better spot at this point. Another guy the Giants have to worry about. But I really just flip it to the other side, dude. And I'm just thinking that, quite frankly, I don't trust. And I hate to say it because we love the guy, but I don't trust John Michael Schmitz, Ben Bredesen, or Azudu, and Golinski to have any answer for Quinn and Williams. He's going to be in the backfield on every single play. He's going to derail the game just like Dexter Lawrence derails the game for other teams. And so I think ultimately the Jets win this game. And unfortunately, I have to say they win it pretty handily. Dan, if all of the NFL mascots were to fight in a Royal Rumble type of situation or in a one-on-one -on -one type of situation, which mascot would rise to the occasion? Because I actually recently discussed this with my buddy, John, El Presidente. He thinks the Jets, he thinks a jet because a fighter jet. But I argue that the Chargers would strike the jet out of the sky but I think the Chargers might be the only thing that can defeat the Jet. I don't think the Lightning, I don't think it's going to win, but it is the kryptonite to the Jet. I think the Giant could be in there. It's a Giant. But again, there were a couple of those that died trying to storm the wall. Yeah, Giant, giant could be in there. It just catches the Jet and snaps it in half or something like that. But Good. it might be coming in too fast for a Giant, a Jet. Um yeah, I'll go with the Jet here. I'll go with the Jet. I think that'll I think that'll that'll take. But I have I need to start thinking about all of them. Like an Eagle's not gonna do it, a Ram's not gonna do it, a Saint's not gonna do it. Saints definitely not doing it. A football team is not gonna do it. <laughs> Shout out Washington. What are they? Commanders, that's not gonna do it. You know I don't like to call them that. Uh so yeah, I think I, I've had this conversation before too at, at one point, but I don't remember what my answer was. I think Jets definitely in there though. All right, so now we have the Giants here. You have them at what after this? They're at four and four. I have them at five and three. And the Giants go on the road. I wish so wish I could go to this game. And I didn't have the main job that I have that requires me to be on on all Sundays because it would be so much fun for me to do a Vegas trip and go watch this game. But it's Vegas Raiders week on the road, 425 kickoff. What do you got? This is a win for the New York Giants. Hey, if I can get creative, I'll try to drive up because it's only about a four-hour drive Ooh. away from me. It's probably not going to happen, but I would love 
to go to a game out there and then hit the strip. That'd be a lot of fun. For a guy who doesn't gamble, that would be a lot of fun. I couldn't imagine how ecstatic you would be if you were able to do that with you and your gambling proclivities. But I have a win. I think the Giants are a better football team. I don't even know who their quarterback's going to be, if it's Jimmy G or if it's Aiden O'Connell or if it's somebody else they sign. So this is a winnable game for the Giants. This is an easy win for me for the Giants. I think Wink Martindale is going to absolutely derail Jimmy Garoppolo if he's still playing there. It's going to be a disaster for Garoppolo. Yes, Garoppolo could hit his back foot with Kyle Shannon and throw the ball, but can't do much more than that. And that Patriot system, the McDaniel system is a little bit different. And I just think he's going to do really well against it, Wink. So I think they're going to dominate from that standpoint. And the Raiders defense wasn't good last year. Like they have Max Crosby, but they don't have much else on that defense. And they've blown a lot of draft picks. So this to me is a blowout win for the Giants. It gets them to six and three for me, five and four for you. Heading into a road game at 425 against the Dallas Cowboys. Your thoughts? Had the Giants winning in week one. I have them losing and splitting the series against Dallas here. Second game of a road stand. I think the Dallas Cowboys have a ton of talent on their team. I think they just lose this game close, probably similar type of score from week one. I think that's a good call from you. Unfortunately, I'm going to have to agree with you. Unfortunately for us, I'm going to have to agree with you on that. I went into the season, Nick, saying if they can split with the Cowboys, it's going to be a good year. And so it's still along those lines. It's still not derailed by this loss. I just think on the road, close game like it was in the first one, but you know, being at home here, maybe they win the turnover battle. They get a few more bounces in this one. So I have them beat, uh, losing to the Cowboys. So where are they at now for you? They're at uh, five and five. Five correct? and five. Six mm-hmm. and four for me, five and five for you. And now they have a road game. They're third in a row. This one's at Washington on a one o'clock start. What are your thoughts on this game? It's an interesting one. I have them losing. I think Washington is a better football team than people, than people are realizing. I think a lot of it does come down to Sam Howell. I'm a little uncertain on Sam Howell. I could certainly see him actually having success though like he did during his junior season at unc i think there's talent there i think he's more mobile than he's given credit for not like daniel jones though so i do have him losing this game i think washington's defense is also they're troublesome man they know how to come away with takeaways and the trenches are very physical as you brought up just a few short weeks ago in this exercise so i have them losing and dropping to five and six they go to five and six in yours they're six and four in mine so a big part of my season nick is that I need the Giants, that a successful season means split with Cowboys, as far as division goes, and sweep Washington football team. Last year, they won against Washington one game. They tied the other game. I have them winning this game on the road in Washington, and I think this is when we may start to see things really fall off the rails for Washington, which helps at the games later in the season. You know, Ron Rivera, Jack Del Rio, they're here now. Will they be here next year? They have a new owner there. I think they're going to want to restart things if it doesn't go the way they expect. And I don't think that Howell's going to be as good in the regular season as he was in the preseason, which I do don't feel fully confident in Nick because I love Sam Howell. I thought he was, as I tweeted about the day after it happened, I thought it was one of the dumbest things the NFL could do, letting him fall to the fifth round. He had legit NFL arm talent. He had a million starts at the collegiate level at, at, a, at a D1 school, and he could run and he was mobile. And so I might be wrong and I might be just not, I should be leaning on my pre-draft take instead. But I think against Wink Martindale, he's going to have so much trouble here. So I do have the Giants winning another close game against Washington. Not a lot of scoring here on either side of the ball. But Giants just slightly getting the edge with coaching here and just with a little bit more 
certainty and consistency from the quarterback position. Those are the two big deciding factors for me. So they go to five and six for you, and they are now what? Seven and four for me. And that leads us to a game that I think is a lot trickier and tougher on the Giants' schedule than people are giving it credit for or realizing. And that's a home matchup against the Patriots, who in my mind will be a very improved team this year. First of all, their defense was a lot better than people realized last year, and I think it's going to get better this year. Second of all, and most importantly, they trade out. <laughs> it's funny to even talk about, but Joe Judge and Matt Patricia as their offensive coordinators or whatever the hell you want to call that for Bill O'Brien, a proven, yeah, he was a horrible GM slash coach because he sucked at the GM part, but he's a proven good schemer at the NFL level. And I think he's going to bring out the best in Mac Jones this year. And I'm a little nervous about this game, Nick, but it is at home. Where do you, so going into this, I have them at seven, four, you have them five and six. What do you have them after this game? Firstly, Bill O'Brien is first team all butt chin. If anybody hasn't seen Bill O'Brien's butt chin, go and check out Bill O'Brien's butt chin. And I have the Giants winning this game. I share your sentiments. This is a much more difficult game than I think a lot of people are acknowledging. Just looking at the schedule, I do think their offense, the Patriots offense, is going to be much better than it was last year. And we know what Bill Belichick and the defense does on that side of the football. Still, I think the Giants win this football game, first game at home since they played the Jets. And then the bye week is the very next week, much needed rest against the Patriots. So I think they are um, they win this football game and then they get healthy and prepare for the final stretch before the playoffs. Yeah, I'm going to give the Giants a win. So they get to six and six for you. I'm going to give them a win here too, a slight win here. Uh, I think it's going to be a closer game than people realize, but I think this is going to be a good moment for Daniel Jones and what could be potentially a breakout season for him. And I think it will be a breakout season for Daniel Jones. And this is the moment where I think he leads them on a fourth quarter drive, Nick, where they're trailing. They weren't expected to be trailing in this game at home, but they were trailing. Bill Belichick called a great game and Jones leads that drive for a touchdown to win this football game. And that's how I think this one is decided. So I give the giants a win here for you. They get to six and six for me. They get to what? Eight and four. So now they have the bye week. They come back fresh off the bye week into an interesting spot. It's home. It's on what? Sunday night Mo football. Monday night football. Monday night football. Sorry. It's home. It's on Monday night football. And it's against the Green Bay Packers. What do you have about this one? This is an interesting team this year, I think, the Packers. I do too. And I don't think they're going to be as bad as some suggest. I have the Giants winning this football game. You know, they come out of the bye week strong. They're able to force Jordan Love, if he's still playing at this point, into plenty of mistakes by the way of Wink Martindale's defense and how he calls it. And the Giants win and, in my book, improve their record to 7-6, and six, finally over 500. Okay. So you're getting them 7-6. I'm coming into this one. What was I at? I was at 8-4. and four. I'm with you on the Packers in general. I still think they're a well-coached team and they have a well-constructed roster. I am so torn on Jordan Love, though, Nick. I went into this season, off-season, I should say, the summer, thinking that he was going to be a lot worse than people expected. But I've watched a lot of J.T. O'Sullivan quarterback school, and J.T. O'Sullivan loves what he's seen so far at him in the preseason. And he's made very compelling case from the film that he's broken down to me that Jordan Love might be able to run this offense as constructed uh, by LaFleur, and it's a good offense. So... I agree it's going to be a trickier game. I think the reason the Giants win this game for me is that they have the extra breast with the bye week to get healthier. It's at home, which I think makes the biggest difference. Kayvon Thibodeau in prime time. We know what he's been able to do in those spots. And I think he. this is going to be another game where the defense is going to make the big plays. I said last game, Daniel Jones leads the game-winning drivers, the Patriots. This game, I think the defense, Kayvon Thibodeau specifically. So keep that in mind when it comes around, if I'm right on this one. 
is the deciding factor. So they go to nine and four for me. So they're at, where are they at for you right now? I lost track seven and six, seven and six, seven and six for Nick, nine and four for me heading into a road game at one o'clock against the new Orleans saints. What are your thoughts on this one? Tough place to play. Tough place to play. Good defense. I think Derek Carr is a better quarterback again than a lot of people are also giving credit for. But Giants, I believe, have a coaching edge over Dennis Allen and the coaching staff down there. I think the Giants go down to New Orleans and they win this football game and improved eight and six. Okay, Nick, we finally had another disagreement here. Um, well, we've had a few, I guess, but this is another one. This is, to me, the game the Giants lose unexpectedly. I think they look at it, the, the way it plays out is they had the bye week. They came off the bye week, the home game against Green Bay. They won that game. The week after the Saints game is their first Eagles game. And I think it's a look-ahead week where they're looking ahead to the Eagles. They're riding a high. They just had that comeback win against the Patriots. Then they had a nice win at home against the Packers. They go down to the Superdome, one of the toughest places to play. And they just put up a stinker out of nowhere that's hard to explain, hard to predict. And comes kind of out of no, you know, like I said, unexpected. So I have them losing this game to go to nine and five. You now have them at eight and six, if I'm not mistaken. So they go into the Eagles game, the first Eagles game. And this one also, if I'm not mistaken, I'm reading that right. Is that one or no? Is that a primetime game as well? Or no, that's oh, the not Christmas a game. It's a Christmas, Christmas game. game. Ooh, Christmas game against the Eagles on the road. Eight and six for you, nine and five for me. Where do you have them after this one? Uh, the Giants lo losing this game, so they go eight and seven. And uh, I think one thing about the Eagles that I keep acknowledging, even though I had them losing both of these games, with the we'll go over week 18 in a little bit. To me, it's the Eagles could be resting guys if they're the number one seed and the Giants could win it. Unlike last year, I think they can actually win it. The Eagles lost both their coordinators, Dan. Jonathan Gannon and Shane Steichen. They were pretty damn healthy all season. They lost Jalen Hurts for like a two-game stretch. That might not happen again. The stars were aligned for the Eagles last year, and they were able to win the NFC, but they weren't able to bring the chip home. That realistically might not happen. But when you look at the roster, the offensive line, the defensive line, the corners, Jalen Hurts, the wide receivers, Dallas Goddard, they're stacked. Stacked across the board, and they have depth. I think the roster in general is just better than the New York Giants. I think the Giants might have a coaching edge, though, or they do have a coaching edge, I'll, I'll even say. And it's even hard to say that, so I feel a little bit weird saying it just because I don't really know how their coordinators are going to call the game. But I have the Giants losing this game, unfortunately. I don't think it's weird to say it, Nick, because I think we've seen enough tape of this Eagles team now. Like It's like, maybe honest, like, I don't know how great they were coordinated even last year with Shane Steichen. I feel like they were running the same shit over and over. It was just hard to stop, which is a problem, though, because that makes it harder to predict from our standpoint that it can be stopped. It might just be a personnel issue. And we have to factor in that the last time the Giants played football, they got absolutely demolished by this Eagles team. And the Eagles team only got better in the offseason, as did the Giants as did the Giants, but it's not like the Giants got so much better while the Eagles got so much worse. Yes, they lost Javon Hargrave. They immediately replaced him, in my opinion, in the draft with the best player in the draft in most people's eyes. And, you know, yeah, I mean, some off-field issues that may be overblown. I doubt it matters. It hasn't mattered yet in camp. I think he's going to be immediately Jalen Carter is going to be an impact player for them. And they got a little unlucky last year just from Jordan Davis being injured for parts of the, for a big part of that year. God damn, dude, if he comes back in the middle of that defense, like, this is nightmare type stuff for the Giants interior offensive line. And that's just one side of the ball. The Eagles are just as dominant on the other side of the ball on the offensive ball in the trenches. So I don't really feel like the Giants close this gap enough or at all, honestly. 
And so I don't think the Giants are going to win this game. If you ask me, Nick, you could throw in the Chiefs. You could throw in the Bills. You could throw in the Bengals. I don't know who people consider the best teams in the NFL, the Niners. The Eagles are the team I think the Giants will have the most trouble with from a matchup standpoint, just from a schematic standpoint and how the rosters match up. Even though I think the Chiefs might be the best team in the NFL and they just beat the Eagles in the Super Bowl, they match. I think the Giants would give the Chiefs a better game, unfortunately, than I think they'll give the Eagles. And I hate to say it, it'd be so nice to have them win one of these two games, but I'm going to give them a loss here. I don't see it happening. And so that drops them. The Eagles, I'll say this, they're going to have to change their approach because their approach last year was just, we have a numbers advantage because if you align in middle of the field open to stop our explosive passing attack, we're going to just run the football on you and you have to account for Jalen Hurts and your linebackers suck and they're never in position and we're going to just abuse you. And then you want to drop that safety down in the box. Cool. You want to run middle of the field closed? Well, you have one-on-one -on -one matchups on the outside for A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith. That's the nightmare of playing the Philadelphia Eagles from a personnel and a Nexus and O standpoint. But the Giants are much more formidable at linebacker right now. You still have to worry about Jalen Hurts' legs, but if you're disciplined on defense and you can hold up at the point of attack, especially if you can play a gap and half, which the Giants can with players like Dexter Lawrence, Leonard Williams, Ashawn Robinson, and even Nacho, you can maybe steal some gaps back from Philadelphia and force them to course correct a little bit when you play them. We're not going to realize this until freaking December 25th, Christmas Day. So there's going to be plenty of tape on the New York Giants and how they play defense against mobile quarterbacks by that point. But still, Nick Sirianni is not going to be able to just be like, hey, we're not going to throw a ball. We're going to throw a ball 20 yards like twice in the entire game. We're just going to RPO you to death and you're not going to be able to stop it. Yeah, you're right about that. So there is going to have to be at least some change there from the Eagles. I just I just worry about the personnel advantages. We'll see what happens yeah. there. All right. So we've got them at eight and seven from you and nine and six from me heading into this Rams game at home. One o'clock. Who knows who's going to be playing in this game? Cooper Cup, <laughs> a specialist, might end up on IR. The Rams actually have their first-round pick for the first time in years, which I think is going to play a big factor in this decision by them, depending on where they're at. Sean McVay came back. It felt like disgruntled he came back. I feel like he didn't even really want to come back to coach this year. He wanted to retire. I wouldn't want to coach this roster personally. It's so gross looking. Um, I think the Rams could have the worst offensive line in the NFL this year. They made a trade at the end of training camp, Nick, or at the end of a roster cut down for a player on the offensive line from the Steelers who is not good and they may have to start. That is a horrific situation whenever you have to do that. Remember when the Giants did that with Billy Price, how bad that was? They traded when Dave Gettleman traded BJ Hill for Billy yeah. Price. So I think this is going to be a blowout win for the Giants, similar to the Colts win last year in week 17, almost an exact replica of that game. And so I'm taking the Giants here to get to 10 and, or what do I have them now at 10 and six, right? Or no, 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 no. Yeah. 10 and six. Right. And you have them at nine and seven. Well, with this Rams win, they're going to be at nine yeah. and seven. Yes. Okay. Okay. Sorry. I lost a little track there. It's hard to keep track. We're not writing it down. So you have them winning against the Rams too, then <laughs> I do. Yes. Okay. So 10 and six for me, nine and seven for you. I think it's the Eagles game. Now, some people do make the case, Nick, that this final Eagles game, the Eagles may rest their starters. I think it worked out that way last year. I don't necessarily think it will work out that way this year. Now, I don't think any teams from the North or from the South are going to compete with the Eagles for that one seed, but I do think the 49ers will. And nowadays in the NFL, it used to be you get the one seed, God bless, but as long as you get the one or two seed, you're in a good spot because you get the bye. Now you need the one to get that bye. So Unless they have a massive advantage on the Niners, I think they're going to have to play this game out. So I have the Eagles in Giants Stadium, in MetLife Stadium, beating the Giants again. 
unfortunately, two times in the last three games, in the last three weeks. And I have the Giants' final record at 10 and 7. In the playoff, the Giants- at the playoff berth. I have a playoff berth. They're nine and eight. They lose this game. But if the 49ers aren't in contention or any of the other teams from the NFC, mind you, we haven't brought them up. There could be some surprise teams that challenge the Eagles. I think all three of the teams in the NFC East could operate as surprise teams, not to challenge the Eagles really, but to be those playoffs. I wouldn't be shocked if Washington made the playoffs, if Sam Howell is the quarterback they think he is. The Giants could realistically, if I had to name one team in the NFC that is a team to look out for that not a lot of people outside of the New York area are talking about, it's the freaking New York Giants. And I would also add, I don't really trust the Saints coaching too much. Carolina with Bryce Young, he's so damn small. But like those two teams in the South, like I don't know if the South is going to be as putrid and as disgusting oh. as it was last year. I don't know that. I think the Panthers have good defensive personnel, and I do trust Frank Reich as a coach. I just, with a rookie quarterback, it's a little bit up in the air. And then right. the West, I mean, at Seattle's the other team that you really got to look out for. And I think we brought up Green Bay. I think they're another one that not a lot of people are discussing what they could be better just because of the personnel that they have. And if Jordan Love is the player they think he is, then I, then I think it could also work out. But Giants are easily that surprise team from people who nationally cover the NFL team that, yeah, they won a playoff game last year, but I don't believe a lot of people outside of the New York area trust the New York Giants or trust Daniel Jones. I agree with you. And at 10 and 7 for me, having that win over the Seahawks is good for the tiebreaker. Having that loss to the Saints may hurt them if they were 9 and 8 for me, but because they're 10 and 7, I feel more comfortable there. I actually, we're not going to do this. We might have time for it, but I think the Falcons are going to surprise and win that division. I don't think any team is going to get in besides the Falcons. And then I think that the Vikings will win the North, but the Lions will also get in. So that's one team and the Giants have, what is it? You get four teams for the wild card. So I'm picking the, the, and we could, you could do this real quick if you want to. Uh, I'm picking the Lions, the Giants, the Cowboys, and the Seahawks to make the playoffs this year um, as the wild card teams. Yeah, I don't have it the list in front of me or anything, but I think there's going to be three teams again from the NFC East. I would probably choose the Falcons. I was just naming surprise teams. Falcons are kind of the favorite team to to pick the division and then the two teams from the the west and then one northern team and i'm not really certain which northern team that is i'm i think if i had to pick it would be the lions i think that's who you went with if i'm not mistaken but again that's so much shit oh lions for wild card yeah no i was serious lions for the division as yeah well. that's the popular pick i think the vikings will do it though the vikings yeah they could easily do it as well. I don't know that defense though. <laughs> they were Terrible. one of those teams which was so efficient. They just won every close game True. except for the one that really mattered against yeah. the Giants in the playoffs. I have the Giants making the playoffs and uh it's gonna be fun, man. So there you go. Big blue banter, double wild card berths. I got the Giants at ten and seven. Nick's got the Giants at nine and eight. And now let's talk a little bit about prize picks, Nick, because I'm pretty excited to get into these bad boys. Let's do it, man. And uh, let's uh, acknowledge for the YouTube audience, Dan and I have different shirts on. I have a haircut, and we 100% recorded this the same day as the podcast that you just listened to. But let's get into prize picks. This is going to be a really fun exercise. Every week, Dan and I are going to be going to prizepicks.com. We're going to be selecting more or less on players' statistics. So I'm going to bring the screen up right now, Dan, and we're going to go through the Giants' Sunday night football game against the Dallas Cowboys and pick some of our favorite players, put them together, and try to win some money here. Yeah, I mean, I love prize picks, Nick. I've been exploring it, and one of the reasons I love it is because instead of battling against thousands of players who are DFS savants, including pros, sharks, you just get to pick more or less on two to six player uh, stat projections 
And you could do a really good job. I've seen some stats, Nick, and some projections where I'm like, damn, I love this one. And I've had multiple prize picks that I've been really excited to get into. So let's explore some of those right now. So I want to bring up Saquon Barkley to start. So the thing about prize picks that you have to do is you have to take at least two players, put them together, and then choose more or less on whatever stat prize picks has laid out. And if anybody wants to join us in this, we're going to make this a, a fun affair. Just go to prizepicks.com, sign up, Prizepicks slash banter. Make sure you use banter. Give us a little bit of credit and we can have fun every week. We're going to be going through and picking the players that we think are going to succeed or not succeed based on the number that prize picks chooses. And I think we could start right here with Saquon Barkley. His rushing yards total for Sunday night football is 65 and a half, Dan. And I'm tempted to go with more here. I, I, I don't more. I don't really know if I trust Dallas's rush defense. I trust Same. their pass defense. I, I think the Giants can have success. Mozzie Smith is a good football player. I don't know if he's going to step in week one, even against a rookie like JMS, and automatically just shore up what was the biggest vulnerability of the Dallas Cowboys last year on the defensive side of the football, which was their rush defense. And I think the Giants, even though they're going to employ more of a quick passing attack, that might lead to more, especially if Jalen Hyatt hits a big play early, middle of the field open two high safeties, which is going to open up the rushing attack. And we're going to see some lanes for Saquon Barkley. Plus we know Saquon Barkley, all he needs is one crease, which Dallas found out last year. And that could be a 40 yard touchdown run. Yeah. And you can remember, as you mentioned last year, the giants found success in the run game with Barkley. And I think ultimately they'll look at this game plan. Like we have high expectations for our passing game in 2023, but maybe in week one, we, we lean on what worked best in 2022, given the matchup here. And I think you described it best. This is advantageous for the Giants run offense. And so I love the Barkley pick here. But the cool thing about prize picks, you can go to prizepicks.com. And if you want to enter the promo code banter, you'll help us out as well there. But you can also get a, basically a freebie for week one, Nick, which I love. I mean, we don't want to pick Cowboys players, but Dak's over under on passing yards is 0.5. So you sign up, you get the bonus, and you can put Dak Prescott on over 0.5 passing yards into your picks. And look, as long as he doesn't get hurt on the very first play, let's be honest, he's going to reach over 0.5. So Nick, let's throw that into our mix. We can't not. I don't want to do more for Cowboys, but we have to. We also like money, though. So that's going to be a smash pick for anybody. You can use Dak Prescott one yard passing for one. And all you have to do is pick one other player from that game or any of the other games across the NFL. If you have conviction about Kirk Cousins passing yards or Lamar Jackson's rushing yards, then you can just go about it in that way, in that manner. Right now, I can't place this on Dak Prescott because I already have a Dak Prescott. I have a couple using prize picks. So I'm going to remove him and we're going to go back to the Giants game. And I want to go and bring up Darren Waller. So you type in yes. Darren Waller and look, you have a couple different stats that you can use. On his first two receptions, will he have over 22 and a half yards? I'm not certain about that, but is 51 and a half receiving yard more or less is something that I have a little bit more conviction on. So I'm going to put him in there and now I can pick more and more on Saquon Barkley and Darren Waller. And I can enter 20 bucks to win 60. If both of those hit, I get 60 bucks, $40 net value right there. I appreciate that. You can do more than two. And if you get three players and this is where it gets really fun and interesting, Dan, let's just plug Baker Mayfield in here and yeah. say less on Baker Mayfield. I could do flex play, and then all you need to do is hit two out of the three. You don't get as much of a return, but you still get a decent return. So that's also something solid. Gives you a little bit of a different variation, and you can use this in any state, okay? So if you're listening to this in a state that typically doesn't offer other p 
pick type of outlets similar to this, then you can use prize picks. So go to prizepicks.com slash banter. Use that promo code banter. Works wonders for us. Dan and I are going to be doing this every week. So right now we have Saquon Barkley more than 65 and a half rushing yards and Darren Waller more than 51 and a half receiving yards. But you can add any player across the NFL more or less and then put your money on it end up with a nice cash return if you hit. I think this is a really fun way to to pick what players are going to be doing on the football field. Yeah, and remember, Nick, and for everyone listening, go to prizepicks.com backslash banter. Use the code banter for your first deposit match up to $100. So you will deposit $100, you'll get $100 to play with. And if you do it now, you can go ahead and put in that Dak Prescott over 0.5. You're basically getting a free pick to add to your match. So remember, Daily fantasy sports made easy with prizepicks.com. Put in backslash banter, put in the code banter, and you're good to go. And for everyone else listening to the podcast, thank you so much. Please tune in again, and we will talk to you soon.